Welcome to Humanity Shines with Shelly Nagel. This podcast features people from all walks of life, their ups and downs, and what inspires them. Today, we have Magical Mona joining us from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hi, Mona. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Of course. I wanted to ask you about where you were born and about your childhood. Hi. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. I was born in Spokane, Washington. Uh-huh. I didn't really stay in Spokane. We bounced back and forth to Seattle. Uh-huh. So you could say I'm from Washington State. Okay. <laughs> Washington State. Mm-hmm. Where did you, like, what part, were you back and forth, like, predominantly, like, throughout your whole childhood, or when did you start moving around? Well, my mom, she came from a reservation in Montana, so she migrated to Spokane, Washington with her family at Mm -hmm. a young age, and kind of, we all raised our lives there, so my mom, she has 12 kids, or in... (laughs) she's mom mother of many yeah (laughs) so so she had a lot going on in her life so Mm -hmm. being the woman that she is she would move from city to city Mm -hmm. as as needed did you move with all your siblings or were some of your siblings located somewhere else well they were split around now I want to tell you that my mom had six kids with uh, Shelton, so mm-hmm. she uh, took on the name Shelton, and that's how I became that. But I'm not—I'm not really of that bloodline of the Shelton bloodline. Okay, I come from another bloodline, so my dad is, you know, African American, mm-hmm. some Native, and my mom is Native, and uh, so. We weren't really raised together. We were more split apart. Split apart? Ripped ripped apart from the system. And back in the 70s, it was a different time then. Mm -hmm. Things were a lot harder when it came to the child uh, protection services. Uh And they... We're supposed to be taking care of us, but it was just really rough being bounced from orphanage to foster home and then back into my mother's care. If you can't go to a foster home, uh, mm-hmm. you'd go stay in the church. Yeah. You know? What was that experience like for you? Scary. Yeah. I lived in fear constantly. Mm-hmm. Um when I think about it, which is not easy to do. Right. But when I do remember, it's like I'm looking at a chihuahua just shaking. Yeah. Uh, shaking at life. It was hard. Yeah. Were you with some of your siblings? Like, where you guys would go into foster together, or were you guys split up a lot? 
into different foster homes? Well, when it came to my mom's kids, she uh, had older ones and younger ones. So the older ones, they were, uh, when I came around, they were more going to high school and, you know, attending college. They were, had grown out of the house. Mm-hmm. I remember mostly being in the foster home, in the foster care system. Yeah. Do remember occasionally my mom would get a large house and she would have us all together, but those times are pretty rare. Yeah. There are good times. They were scary times too. Yeah. But, uh, in the, in the foster care. Yeah. So when my brothers, I have a couple of brothers around my age, you know, and older and younger, they would try to keep us together, but I'm African-American and they're Caucasian. So most of the time they were placed in a different uh, home. Okay. Than I was, uh, or they would be sectored off in a different part of the orphanage. Like they'd be in a better part of the orphanage. Really? So they, yeah. they were separating children by race and giving privileges to white children. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I remember one of my favorite memories, like is my little brother. We loved the incredible heart. You know, yeah. The times that we'd get together, you know, we'd all the family would sit and watch the Incredible Hulk, and we just really enjoyed it. My son would say, "Of course you did, Mom, because you only had three channels." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but, you know that was back. So, so the Incredible Hulk was like a great influence. So my brother, he would always rip off his shirt, and he'd be the Incredible Hulk. You know, one time I was going in the. Uh, our orphanage being transferred from one area to another. And I said, that's my brother. And the nun was like, how can that be your brother? He's white. You're an N-word. And I'm like, but that's my brother. And I shouted, do the Incredible Hulk. Do the Incredible Hulk. And he's like, Phew, and he ripped off his pajama top. And he's like, er, er, er. What, and, and, I'm sorry, can you backtrack? What did she say to you? She said she called you a name. An inward, yeah. The nun did. Yeah, that's that's just a yeah. That's yeah. That and that was just me. a casual thing. That was my name when I was a kid. <laughs> the nuns would say that to children that my were nuns, black. My mom's like everybody. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I was always the, like the only black one, and you know, yeah. you know, like everywhere. So right. I believe that my family was like one of the, maybe one other family was mixed, like we were mixed, you know, like with Mm -hmm. all the Rainbow Nation, so. Yeah. But yeah, my mom does have a couple of more Black kids too, and it was hard, it was hard for all of us, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, foster care system definitely, from people that I've talked to, can be really rough, and just a lot of the families aren't always safe homes to go to. No, they're not. They're not. You know why I survived is because I cried. I cried all the time. Yeah. It was an expensive factor. But, you know, uh, I was hurt a lot, like, mentally and especially physically. By foster parents? By foster parents 
fathers, foster uh-huh. brothers. Yeah. Original kids, you know. Yeah. I was, I was, I was hurt. By the time I was eight years old, I had basically no feeling from the neck down because I was just spirit from there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know this is hard. This is hard, but I don't want it to be. I, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not those circumstances anymore. Yeah. Broke that circle, you know, and I made changes to other children. And that's why I give back to children. Yes. Cause you were, you've been a teacher for quite a long time. I know that you're not currently doing that, but I know that you, can you tell me about that? Like just teaching and working with kids and that, and how that. I think my, my, my life, it really turned around through education because I left the foster care system when I was 11 years old. And yeah, I was hitting the streets, sleeping under bridges, you know. I was at 11 years old, you were? At 11. I know. When I look at an 11 year old, I can't believe that that I did that at 11 years old. To survive. So you left on your own account and broken foster care. Just so broken. That was so much easier. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I would, I would, you know, go out to like the valleys of Portland and uh, we just kick in a window and just sleep, you know, comfortably squat. in the house. We'd yeah. Squat. Yeah. And, you know, we'd lo- leave to only go get food and then we'd come back and that was in Oregon. And lo- that, you know, that life was more pleasant than being in the foster care system. Yeah. You but felt safer, I was, huh? I was safe because yeah. I stopped crying. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, you know, and drugs, you know, or, uh, you know, being with the wrong people. Yeah. But, you know, but I did too. Yeah. So was, you were surviving at a really young age. Did you find older kids? That is that who you were hanging around? Like other kids? who were on the streets that were a bit older than you? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was this band called New Shoes. Uh-huh. And this Michael, I believe he was the drummer, he used to let us homeless uh, kids crash on this floor. There'd be like 15 of us just sleeping on the floor. And that that was really the time for a long time. But we all we all had to participate, you know? And like, you know bring food and stuff, you know, feed each yeah. other, not, not worry, not be a burden, but you know, and I wouldn't want to go there unless I really didn't have any place to go. So, yeah. But he was really cool. And, and, and people like that just taught me that, you know, uh, there's ways of surviving where you don't have to do crime, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And yeah. I just carried up with a little bit of sunshine in that dark heart. Yeah, you're no, Mona, you're such a spirited person. And that is when I first met you, I was like, whoa, this girl's so passionate and vibrant and positive. And then I learned more about your story. And I'm like, it's just incredible because some people coming from your situation 
sometimes won't survive or, you know, because of such hard circumstances that you went through or it turned to crime because that's, you know, they had to learn, they had to hustle on the street, you know, I mean, I know, and so many kids in the foster care system end up in the prison system from petty crime because they're just trying to survive. Exactly. It's true. It's true. I, I, I see like many of my family members chose that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay with me. I don't like to be around that. Yeah, I don't yeah. like to be around people who do that. Uh, there's reasons why that I just can't, you know, because it wasn't keeping me safe. If I was sexual, for instance, I was non-sexual. I wasn't sexual. I wouldn't put off sexual vibes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't getting like you know, like some of my friends that were around my age in the same situation were doing you know, but those friends that, that were doing those naughty things, yeah, they were taking care of me too. Right. You know? Were they older than you? Not really. They'd be maybe around the same age. Like my besties, yeah, yeah. we'd be around the same age, but you know, they, they you know, would do some things like uh, survive, right? Constitution, uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. But that they knew that I wasn't into that, so, but they take care of me, you yeah. know. And yeah. I, you know, I was always, I was always well fed, and I, you know, uh, yeah. But that all, like, I, I was that way from eleven years old until I was fourteen. Teen, so you're back at your mom's house, and then did yeah. you, like, it sounds like you probably missed school. There was like a gap in your schooling. Yes, yeah, that's that's where it is. So. You know, I, I wanted to go to school, but, you know, um, I was still considered homeless, you know, like I, I couldn't really stay with my mom because, you know, she's not, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, there's stuff. No, okay. Yeah, no, I understand. No, no I get okay. it. You don't have to say yeah. it. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I would uh, go to the Native American Center and I'd be like, uh, can I? Uh, can I go to school here? You know, and yeah. they'd be like, well, you have to have an address, you know? And I was like, no, I just kept on coming back, you know, and yeah. go there and the, you know, the time that school would start and I just sit in the office, you know, day after day, week after week, you know, I'd go to the social security office, you know, I'd go there and I just, you know, can I go to school here? You know? And, and then uh, when I was 15, they were like, we have to do something for this girl. Yeah. She is not giving up. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> so they hired a lawyer and they got me emancipated at 16. Wow. By the time wow. I was 16, it took a long time. So right when I hit 16, they emancipated me and they got me social security from my mom's uh, dead husband. He's not my real dad. And I got that social security and I went to school and I went to school until I freaking graduated. Yes. And you did pretty well in school, right? I did well. I got yeah. my apartment. You know, I took that social security money. I got an apartment. It was $250, you know. It yeah. was a nice apartment. Then I got a roommate. And, yeah. You know, and I just didn't stop going to school. I just yeah. didn't talk. You know, that saved my life, literally. That's I amazing. Knew it would. I knew it would. Well, you like to learn as well. I love to learn. I love it. I love to read, write, poetry, yeah, songs, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about, because I know that you, so you, after high school, you started mm-hmm. to attend college. Was that right? Or did you take a gap year? Well, well, it was my senior year in high school, you know, quote unquote, because I had to, I had to fit all that grade, grade school in. I had yeah. to fit all the grade school. I had to fit all the, because we moved so much, you know, so if, if I, if the third grade was like, you know, five different, six different schools, you know, something yeah. like that, you know, like yeah. be moving around so much. So I really didn't have a childhood education. You know, I was more, more self-taught stuff, you know, listening to my family, like teaching me and stuff. And I yeah. really, it. but um, yeah, so I uh, got myself a cute musician boyfriend oh. when I was like uh <laughs> 17 and he was amazing uh-huh. you know was amazing rapper like rah. and uh <laughs> you know uh gave me a baby <laughs> oh i and- found out i was pregnant right before i graduated you know uh-huh from high school so you know i might have my daughter when i was 19 you know but yeah but yeah i had my daughter and you know that then my whole life was on a different trajectory yeah yeah so you had your daughter and mm-hmm. then you're a mama. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the alcohol alcoholism. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. That was that was that was crazy, crazy. Because we me and my dad, we would wake up in the morning and we drink a forty. You know, like it was like forty this, forty that. I'm on my way to go get a forty. It was all about Mickey D's. I'm telling yeah. you. And so, you know, it was easy because that was all my friends. Let's be party, 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 24-7, you know, just party, party, party. And that was just, it was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot. lot. So, like, uh, one day I just rose up from the couch and I'm in my robe and everybody's like, where are you going to the liquor store? I said, no, I'm going to go enroll in school. And that was the oh. day I went to college. And, <laughs> and, you just, to college. It, and that just kind of, it was like one of those moments, organic moments where you're like, it just kind of shot through you and you're like, I'm just woke up go to school, floated to the Spokane Falls. Okay. Got Let's myself work. in college, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, and then what did you study? Oh, I studied journalism mm-hmm. and Japanese. Oh, <laughs> Very cool. Hey, so this. <laughs> so you went to school there and continued on, and then you got your bachelor's. Where did you end up getting your bachelor's at? I went to, I was going to Metro State. That's, that's in Minneapolis. No, this is, so I okay. got my, I got my uh, AA at yeah. a community college in Washington. So yeah, and that was, that was great. Then I got, uh, I was uh, doing that and I had a job, uh, being a professional clown cool yeah so it helped me get through college like one year I didn't do so well you know yeah stuff you know and I just you know but they were like hey you have to pay for a semester and bring your grades back up if you want your scholarships again and yeah. I was like so I had to go earn my scholarships all back yeah and uh so I had to get a job and I was like found this job where uh my friend he's like uh had a clowning business, you know, and all the party stuff, you know, and he had over 300 costumes and everybody gets a balloon bouquet. 
Yeah. And we would do everything from, we had Pooh Bear, um, you know, Barney. <laughs> so fun. Power Rangers. Oh, I hated being a Power Ranger. That was awful. <laughs> Everybody beats you up, man. <laughs> Power so Rangers fun. don't have boobs. Back to Minneapolis, no, no. You know, whole different trajectory because Buddha came. Your son. <laughs> My son. Yeah. 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 You cool. had your son in Minneapolis. So you have yeah. your two kiddos. And mm-hmm. then. I, then I went to Metro State. Metro State. And that's Metro where you State. graduated with your bachelor's? No, no. I don't think you remember. I was this close to getting in uh, my appendix first and oh. under my scholarship uh, for, for this class. Okay. For this class for counseling. Uh-huh. Okay. Counseling, you know. And I. Uh, I was in the hospital and the professor calls me. I'm sorry, you're in the hospital. Oh, and by the way, you failed this. And I was like, but if I fail this, then I'm going to lose my scholarship. You don't understand. And she did not care. Once this, you know, forgiveness goes through, you know, or whatever, then I yeah. can go back and just yeah. finish that, you know, it's like three months. Yeah. So, well, and then I can go back for my master's because it's never late. It's never too yeah, late. There, it's never too late. I'd love to hear about, because I know that you are a big Prince fan and you spent a lot of time going to Paisley Park and just, oh I my know God, yes. <laughs> I'd love to hear about, I would love to hear about your, any Prince stories. Oh have. my gosh. Okay. Can I, can I go, can I go back in time? Sure. And tell you the day that I was born. Yeah, sure. I was standing in a bathroom and my friends like, I like George Michael. I like Michael Jackson. And I flipped my hair over my eye and I said, I like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was Hello, my dad is Prince. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, he's like the greatest influence to me. Like every song he ever made has been like brought me to a higher uh, knowledge spiritually, mentally, yeah. you know, every everything he's ever done, everything he has touched has been like a ting to my soul. Mm-hmm. And so like in nineteen eighty four I got to go to, you know, the Purple Rain concert, you know. Yeah. I saw the Purple Rain movie over in the Skyway in Minneapolis, you know, first <laughs> opening night. Me and my best friend, we made rocks and we sold them all day, you know. We were selling them to go to the Purple Rain movie and everybody's and like, okay, here's more money. You have to go and more money and more money. We all got, got, all got matching outfits and everything. It was so cute. Oh, that's <laughs> so fun. And so, yeah. And so like, you know, Prince had uh, rode around on his motorcycle around and around and around and around, you know, and that's sort of some, but that's not fair. Okay. So it's said Prince is my dad, but Prince messed with my sister. <laughs> oh, loved up on my sister man she loved it and she she he would call for her at night and she would go and then my mom would hook up with terry his bodyguard and it was a thing oh what (laughs) not patricia a different sister no (laughs) no 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 i think patricia was not in uh minneapolis she didn't come to minneapolis oh okay oh got it okay okay yeah but yeah, so yeah, but yeah, my sister, yeah, she's she's the one who got to do the Prince thing. So me, no, I, I, I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would love to hear too about just 
because you have had this really, you know, intense and you've gone through a lot of trauma, but you do, you know, you just breathe positivity and what kind of hobbies and things do you do that makes you happy and like keeps you inspired? Wow. Okay. All right. So, all right. So when I got divorced, I had a really like hard time trusting people Mm -hmm. and I was definitely thugging with the wrong thugs man because they came back and they burglarized me somebody burglarized me and I just didn't know who to trust so I just cut everybody off you know and you know I prayed for a new group of friends a new group of families somebody that I can love unconditionally and that love me unconditionally yeah and I prayed so hard for that the next day I met somebody who just brought me into this amazing community we call ourselves burners oh. and we're the burner community. And what that is, is we just practice these principles, like uh, the same ones that are initiated from burning man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. so the burning man, you know, is, is not just a party in a desert. It's not even a desert, y'all. but you know, it's not just a party is, is, you know, it's a community that is built out of darkness as sustainable uh-huh. bartering community filled with love and joy and appreciation and i adapted to this uh these principles like uh-huh. self-radicalization you know uh-huh. uh and i uh, you know just became a fire dancer so i can wow. give back they give me so i want to i wanted to dance for them because i love to dance yeah and yeah. they do so much for us and so I want to give them the gift of dancing, but that's not all. I give gifts of um, food or yeah. you know, if, if there's a get together, I bring a lot of food or if there's like, you know, um, somebody needs help. There's no questions. You don't even have to know their name. They're going to be there to help you. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. So this is like your support community that of yes. friends and you guys kind of follow these you guys kind of have these principles and morals within the community. It sounds right. like. like they're easy ones. Like, you know, like, um, deep commodification, you know, we leave Walmart's alone and we go to the moms and pops, you know, and yeah. there's like, uh, leave no trace. And that just means like, we leave the earth better than it was when we got there. If we go to yeah. a park, we clean it up, you know, and nobody yeah. asks us to do it. We're not getting, trying to get brownie points or anything like that. This is just, our way of life and you know we don't store cigarette butts and we don't just you know yeah yeah we and uh yeah <laughs> yeah that's so cool <laughs> and it's well, really great it's really great and it sounds like oh my god a cult but like it's not a cult definitely definitely not a cult okay get, definitely not a cult no, all right <laughs> it is it's you know it's it's just like it's not about religion for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's like your thing. It's like your peeps. It's your tribe. Awesome. So, yeah, so like this week I'm going to our regional burning man because every, every state has a burn, uh-huh. you know, so I'm going next week and this week actually is I go on Tuesday and my gifts this year is I'm preparing a very large wedding. Oh, the theme is wood <laughs> yeah so like fairy and, uh, kind of wedding like in the woods and yeah it's an actual re- wedding 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think of woods in a wedding. I think of fairies. <laughs> yeah. Reason. Well, we are, we, they are, they're all unicorns, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's and great. It's going to be something beautiful music, DJs, you know, uh, I, I get to smudge with our Native American, you know, sage. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to show them how to do it the right way. Yeah. Beautiful. Some songs. And then also the, there's going to be a beautiful wedding. And then my friend, Bobby, he gets to come. I've been praying for this because this man is amazing. He's an elder yeah. from uh, the Lakota tribes. Oh, okay. And he's like going to bring his gift. He's going to build this big, giant, 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 like, I think it's like a 20 foot teepee or something. I can't, okay. I don't remember. Biggest giant teepee. And, um, yeah, and our, our, my, my friends, my closest friends, uh, our camp, we're going to bring music. And so there's large G- DJs and so campers can come around and come hang out. And last year, I lost everything in a fire. I did. There was a grease fire. Everything went choof. I had to put it out all by myself because there was no alarms. Nobody called the fire department. Oh, wow. I put up this giant fire and I lost everything. And without hesitation, these these people, they took me shopping and sent me food to my hotel and bought me clothes and shoes. And, oh, my you know, gosh. And they, you know, because it took a little bit before the, you know, Red Cross and for the insurance to come in, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but they helped me get there and where it looked nice. And, and they wouldn't let me fall. They wouldn't let my heart break. Yeah, they really yeah. have your back and support you, and and I'm gonna be there for anybody who needs it. Yeah, I was shown the light like through this community, unconditional love. Like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so I like to fire dance. <laughs> I breathe Yay! fire, I do the poi. I do a sword, like giant swords, and I could do the contact staff. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today and being vulnerable and like and sharing and also for giving us your sprinkles of inspiration. <laughs> and we will talk soon. Okay.